This is the Tribune Audio Network. This episode of Eat It Virginia is brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. The McRib is back October 14th. We go to the grocery store. Chef picks up all the stuff that he needs for the reservation. We ring the doorbell. Somebody comes and buzzes us in. It was a celebrity. I was completely frozen. I didn't know what to do. It's Monday, August 13th. Scott says he has a surprise for me. We talked to Ashley Ramsey and Micah Crump about their restaurant minibar downtown. And we spill some tea on a new space in Scott's edition. Welcome to Eat It, Virginia. That is so perfect, except that it's August 12th. God (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome to Eat It, Virginia. My name is Scott Wise and I am with my good friend and co-host, Roby Martin. Good afternoon, Roby. Hi, Scott. What day is it? Can you please tell me? Doesn't matter. We're, we're in the podcast world. Every day is the same. Every day is different. So right now I'm actually at Lambstock. So I just want you to know that I'm eating all the foods with like 90 chefs all over the, the United States. So you're, if you're listening to this, just know that I've had more ribs than you already this morning. I am jealous of where you are right now. You should be. You mentioned in your intro that today we're interviewing Micah Crump and Ashley Ramsey about their restaurant mini bar down in Shaco Bottom. What a great couple. Oh my gosh, I learned so much. Did you know that he probably has cooked for like all the celebrities that live in the state of Virginia? It's funny you mentioned that because I do know that because I was with you when we interviewed (laughs) him. However, this is a little contest tease we're putting in today's episode. You need to listen to the entire interview with Micah Crump and his wife, Ashley Ramsey. Somewhere in that interview, he talks about cooking. Actually, Ashley talks about him cooking. She blows up his spot. He just, I just want you to know individuals that he has cooked with he totally did not give you away she she didn't either but we still got some so she dropped some pretty big hints as to who he was cooking for that night and so we want you to listen to that interview see if you can figure out who the celebrity is that they were cooking for email that celebrity's name to eat at virginia at gmail.com we will select a winner i have a lot of rules here we will select a winner from the people who submitted and we got you a gift card to Minibar. Okay, so let's consi- let's make this a little bit more concise. Scott. Go for it. Okay, name the celebrity by email at eatitvirginia at gmail.com. We will select a winner, and we will send you to Minibar with a gift card. That's it. That's the way it goes? Beautiful. Awesome. So, Roby, I kind of told you I had a little surprise for you, but you don't know. When you get, like, it's like you're all squirt. I don't even know what's happening right now because you, you lit up, and then you're like, mm. It's not that big. Well, you know, it's not like a, a, a new car or anything. But mm. I, well, I just got a new car, so that's cool. I was driving to work this morning and got to a red light and, and pulled out my phone to check my email to make sure I wasn't missing any breaking news. Got onto Facebook to make sure I wasn't missing anything on Facebook. This is all at a red light. And Facebook alerted so me to something. you're safe. Facebook alerted me to something. You are a safe driver. I try, Well, I did get a speeding ticket or a red light ticket a couple of weeks ago, so I T- took a whole today, class. Today, while you were doing this. No, 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 no. Did you get a red light ticket and you took a whole class and you're still doing this? I was safely at a red light hey, checking. Uh, when you send the email about the celebrity, could you please admonish Scott about how crappy his driving is? Because he should not be driving on his phone. Anyway, the surprise is Facebook alerted me that five years ago today... We became Facebook friends. And today, according to Facebook, is our friends anniversary. 
and it says, Happy Scott and Roby Day. And that's just, is that a grill? <laughs> is it? I, I, I didn't know. look that closely. I was at a red light. I couldn't look that closely. Is it a purple grill? Facebook's strange. I don't, but I, I don't. That's what they, they would like us to celebrate our anniversary with a purple grill that has spider legs. Five years seems like a long time. Does it? I don't remember. I think we might have been Facebook friends before we actually ever met. Because sometimes I'll, f- I'll become Facebook friends with people in the quote-unquote industry to kind of make connections and do story ideas. And yeah, that's not weird. <laughs> it's not weird. It's yeah. what I do all no, the time. No, no not me. What do you mean? I, I, well, obviously it is because you friended me. No, I, we friended each other because Alex Bryan said you need to move from Channel 8 to Channel 6. Five years ago, though? Yes. Are you serious? Yes. God, time is flying by. There's no way. You were writing for me five years ago? I was not writing for you five years ago. We were trying to write for you okay. five years ago. All right. Well, happy anniversary either way. Well, that's nice of you. It's Do you know a- who I'm actually friends with? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like not me, apparently. No. Who are you actually <laughs> friends with? Booth. And Do you want to know what we're talking about today? What are we talking about with Booth? Uh, grapes. The magic of podcasts. Let's, let's jump from wherever we are now <laughs> to Barrel Thief. Let's go. We are. Here it is. So a couple of days ago, I was asked to be a part of like a 30 Days of Rosé thing, and which is great because it means I got to drink rosé. In the process of talking about rosé, I was having a conversation, and I actually said something that I think is incorrect, and I would like you to break it down for me. What do you think? Sounds good. So, Booth, in... My, the back of my head, my knowledge is that all flesh of grapes are white, and therefore they produce white, clear, yellow, call it whatever you want it, yep, but yep. white juice. Yep. Like, not, like everybody looks at Welch's grape juice and is like, word, that's purple, but that's not the actual color that the grape squeezes. That is correct, although with Welch's, it, well... I'm jumping the gun here. Hold on. We're yeah, going to get we're there. We're getting there. But I do like that you're jumping the gun. Then you know where I'm going, Booth. So <laughs> do all of the grapes squeeze? Is it clear? Is it white? Every yeah. grape. 100% of grapes. No, definitely not. It's not 100%. Um, there's, there's so I am wrong. You're yes, a I'd small like percentage it. wrong. I'm, okay, well, you, no, it's like being pregnant. You either are or you aren't. I'm okay, wrong. you're wrong. Yep. yep. And not pregnant. And not pregnant oh. either, but I'm also wrong. Yeah, okay. All right. Um. Is Booth blushing right now? No. Okay. <laughs> we got him last time when we were talking about cycling. Oh, God. That fanny was... packs. Yeah. It was a rough day. Yeah, sorry about that, Scott. But we digress. Tell me about okay. wine flesh. So, yes, um, not all grapes have clear flesh or white flesh, like you were saying. Uh, there are a handful of red grapes that have red flesh. Um, and produce red juice, and they're called tentorior grapes. Say it again. Tentorior. Tentorior. Yeah, it's spelled in a funny way. It's but t- it ends with an R. Yeah, it's a French word. Okay. Uh, so I'm not. I'm pronouncing it sort of the American way. Uh, it would be tentorier or something like that. Tentorier. Uh, hey, Frencher, what do you? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Tentorier. Yeah. Sure. There it is. <laughs> Cyclist French. Uh, so, yeah, a handful of grapes around the world. Um, and in fact, 
was for you, Scott. We have one here in Virginia. No way. Yes. Finally. <laughs> Finally. I love it. Eat a Virginia with a Virginia wine. What is it? What is it? So this is a wine from Early Mountain Vineyards there in uh, Madison, which is north of Charlottesville, okay. 20 miles or so. Those um, guys are cool. Super cool. Yeah. Ben Jordan, winemaker, awesome guy. Dave, general general managers, super cool. Also very stylish. Have you, You've seen them? They're, yeah, they have their... I feel like they got they sweet a, shoes. No fanny packs? Yeah. No, they're not cyclists. Pat, I have to say, Pat, uh, the brand and sales guy who just left, uh, he had the best shoes. He had good shoes? He had the best shoes, yeah. Hey, Pat, if you're around, you can tag us at Eat It Virginia. I want to see your shoes. Yeah, man. All right. So this is a grape in Virginia called Chamboursin. And a lot of people roll their eyes when they hear that grape variety mentioned uh, because in the past it's been used to make some pretty lousy wines it always smelled like burnt tires to me. yeah yeah well we got a whole new vibe going with chamberson and ben at early mountain is making a really cool example uh kind of in a light fresh really drinkable style uh, and they have a white and a red uh in this line called and they're called young wine um so that's that's the vibe they want they want to they want to drink it young. You want to drink it young. You can drink it with a little chill on it. Um, and you can see just holding up your glass. like It's really it's, pretty it's color. Dark. Yeah, it's dark in color. Um, so that comes from that red flesh. And and like you're, what you're saying, you know, most grapes you know, have to soak with the skins to get any color. This, you just squeeze it and you got bright red, purple. So early mountain, Virginia wine. How's it taste, Scott? Road trip. I want, I want to go. I want to taste more. You want more early mountain? Let's go, man. How has the grape, you said it used to be not so good. Now, now we're doing a better job. Yeah. What's, what's the science behind that? How um, does things just get better like that? Um, farming techniques uh, help a lot. Um, learning where to plant stuff. Chamberson is a hybrid grape variety, which if you're like a wine, a serious wine snob, you, you think hybrids are kind of inferior to... Um, the grapes like Cabernet and Pinot Noir, those are Vitis vinifera. It's a different uh, species of grape. Um, and is the that hy- the one we killed in Europe with the little bugs? We killed everything in Europe. Uh, we destroyed the USA. whole. USA. USA. <laughs> we brought a parasite and just or a bug and it just ate them all. No wonder everybody hates us. Yep, because we killed the wine. <laughs> it's plants. it's true, and uh, so but now everything's planted on American rootstock, and those are resistant to the the bug. But anyway. Um, what were we saying? We were, t- we were talking about farming. Let's just keep drinking. <laughs> Venice viniferous, which is the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a hybrid grape variety, and those, those do better in marginal climates, like Virginia, for example, like New York State, um, Michigan, some of the like marginal states that you wouldn't really think of uh, making really high-quality wine. They grow hybrids really easily because it's resistant to, to rot and a lot of the th- things that we have in those states. Um, so in the past, it was never really thought of um, as a um, as like a really uh, high class wine, you know, when you made it. So, so now if people really farm it well and treat it like a serious wine, or or just as like a drinking wine in this example, um, you can make really just fun stuff. You know, it might not compete around the world for. Uh, best wine awards or anything, but uh, but they drink great. They taste good and they're fruity and fresh. And I don't know. It tastes good to me. And you can get at Barrel Thief, which if you can hear guys right now, we actually are on location at Barrel Thief currently sitting with Booth at one of his tables. And if you haven't been here, um, the snacks are good, and obviously so is the wine. That was a fun visit with Booth. 
Was it fun? I thought so. I liked being set up over there in Barrel Thief with him and his element. I feel like we might, when we go to booths, we might get a little tipsy. Well, you know, it's part of the it's part for the course when you go to Barrel Thief. <laughs> I hope it is. It's a wine shop. Uh, well, anyway, Scott, I want to know about a little bit more about your vacation. Right. So earlier this week, we did a live podcast with. VA Foodie, Virginia Foodie, and if you listen to that podcast, you uh, maybe heard me speak about a little bit about my vacation. My two kids and I, we drove north to Baltimore, New York City, and Boston, and had a great time, ate at a lot of great places, and did order? a lot of good sites. Well, Baltimore, New York City, and Boston, yeah, in that order, straight up the East Coast. Straight up the East Coast, very cool. And how long did that take you? First night was in Baltimore. We saw Billy Joel at Camden Yards. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, I didn't know that. No. Oh, yeah. So we uh, left Richmond and got to Baltimore. It was like a three-hour, three-and-a-half-hour drive. I love Billy Joel. So do we. He likes food, too. Uh, Sure. Scenes from an Italian restaurant. He sang it that night. Um, So we saw him on a Friday night in Camden Yards. Spend the night near the harbor. I swear your kids live the life with the concert seeing. Well, I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to do. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do it for them. I'm trying to expose them to as much music as possible. All right. So Billy Joel. And did you eat in Baltimore? Uh, we had a lovely little breakfast on s- Saturday morning at a place called the Saturday Morning Cafe. Oh, fun! Which is right near the harbor. It's a little like in an alley, tucked away. The wait was kind of long. The sl- service was kind of slow, but the food was good and everybody was very sweet there. So I would definitely recommend it. So from there to New York. New York City. Uh, lots of walking in New York City. My, my daughter wanted to go to a Jewish deli. That was like her thing. She wanted to go to a Jewish deli. So which one did you go so to? So we walked to Katz's. Perfect. Unfortunately, I'm not much of a planner. I'm more of a doer. Huh. So it happened to be Sunday morning at, Who like, knew? at like 12. So the brunch crowd and the line was out the door. So it was like a 90-minute so wait. So you went to Rust and Daughter's. We went there next, exactly, <laughs> and the line was out the door with another 90-minute wait. My, I'm walking my kids all over New York. They are hating me. They are hating me. They wish they'd never come on this trip. So I, I pulled the ripcord, uh, went back to the place where we were staying, got them re-energized with some water and some AC. Then we took the subway uh, uptown, and we ended up eating at Fine and Shapiro, which is a Jewish deli on the Upper West Side. Nice. Near was the it Dakota. good? Um, yes, it's, I mean, it's very good if you were in the mood for a Jewish deli. Uh, I am Jewish. I love deli. I'm not sure I love a Jewish deli. Really? It's, uh, the sandwiches are you know, the size of my head. There's you don't no, like big sandwiches? There's no meat and cheese together because it's a kosher restaurant. Right. I love cheese. I love meat. I love bread. In New York, you get, it's like the real deal in New York. Yep, you don't get any cheese. You don't get any cheese, and I miss cheese. My daughter got matzo ball soup, and she absolutely loved it. I like that. It's Boston, a little more laid back. Really? Yeah. So there, we had um, lunch. Another concert? No, we did go to a Red Sox game. Oh, nice! Um, but lunch at the north in the north end at the Italian neighborhood was phenomenal, and we had um, cannoli at Mike's Pastries, which was also probably the best thing I ate. Now you went to Boston. You didn't get any lobster? Oh my gosh! Did I get a lobster roll? My my, my buddy Greg McQuaid from Channel Six. I love Greg. Me too. I bet you he knows about his lobsters. Well, he's from Boston, and he sent me about a 17-page itinerary to do in two days. We will post that actually because I think that we totally should post Greg oh, it's McQuaid's worth re- itinerary. It's worth reading. I it think is. it would be great. So I think we'll put that up on the old Instagram and the Facebook page so you guys can see what to do in Boston by actual Boston guy. One of the things he recommended was going to the Black Rose Irish Pub. And having a lobster roll. What? I don't even know about this. Yeah, so guess what I did? 
You went there and had one. I did, and it was delicious. It was brilliant. It was good. It was very good. Like I'm not a huge lobster guy. I don't even know. But you. I ate it. It doesn't hit. And it was good. Has to have cheese. Doesn't really like lobster. We're gonna move on because I have so many things to say here. Do you know who has not a lobster roll but a lobster burger? Tell me, Roby. <laughs> so up next is Micah Crump and his wife, Ashley Ramsey of Many Bar downtown. And I'll tell you, he knows some things about cooking. Want more food in your ear? Subscribe to the podcast or find us on Twitter at Eat It Virginia, Instagram at Eat It Virginia, or Facebook at Eat It Virginia. And now, back to the show. This is a pretty cool situation for me, Scott. Oh, are you honored to be sitting next to me yet again? Every day, Aww. every day. It's cool for me too, Roby. Uh, you're the greatest. So I get more messages about this particular restaurant in my Instagram than anyone in Richmond. Well, tell the folks where we are. We are at Mini Bar RVA or Mini Bar Richmond. And I'm sitting across from, I didn't think he existed, Chef Micah Crump. Hi. How you doing? He's How like, are he, he's you? like the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> is, is he, does you only he hear about exist? him. Is he around? So, I am. I gotta tell you, a quick Google, nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you could come down here and hope to see you. Hadn't back in the kitchen. Yeah. So tell me about you. Mm, where should I begin? I'd like you to start at the beginning. How did you get? I mean. Give me your trajectory to become where you are now. Are you from Richmond? I'm from Richmond. Um, I went to school in Richmond. Um, also went to school in Petersburg too. So, okay. Um, but most of my family are from here. So. Where'd you go to school? Um, I went to Thompson Middle School and Patrick Henry um, Elementary School, and then I went to high school in Petersburg. In Petersburg. Yeah. So how'd you get back to the city? Um, like I said, most of my family was from here. So it, I naturally just came back, it was back and forth, actually. So. Were you always in food? Um, no, actually. Um, I actually had, like, you know, like warehouse jobs, driving forklifts, um, loading trucks, and stuff like that. So, yeah. So from forklifts to truck building <laughs> to now making apparently very amazing crab cakes. Where did you learn yeah. that? Um it's kinda kinda self taught. Um and just from watching and, and being in the industry. Um most people don't know I started as a dishwasher. Um where was that? Actually it was Europa. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah a Michelle Williams restaurant. Yeah, yeah. And I actually worked for them for a long time. Mostly the most most of my cooking career has been working for them. Um, I worked in most of all the restaurants. I got most of my my knowledge from the kitchen, from working with those guys. What are some of the things specifically that you learned in those kitchens that you were able to bring here and, and implement? Um, ooh, a lot. Um, mostly, uh, no, no, not mostly, but definitely um, try to put out a good product. You know, because um, they kind of pride themselves on putting out great food. That's why they lasted. They've been in business for so, for a long time. They got multiple restaurants. So um, 
just that and just you know like the everyday hustle like i i've seen it i kind of seen it all you know when it's busy when it's slow you know and just the ups and downs of just just the restaurant business period you know this restaurant business can be it can be hard well it is hard do you think when you started as a dishwasher for them that you would own your own restaurant no 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 (laughs) no actually um we didn't no we didn't we didn't think we was gonna own a restaurant i didn't want to because i knew how much it was i knew how much time and, and and an effort you had to put into it. You can't just, you can't be relaxed with a restaurant. You gotta be, you have to be on top of it or it's gonna be closed. Um, so after I started as a dishwasher, um, I got tired of washing dishes. <laughs> it's kind of a monotonous <laughs> yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. And you know, back then uh, when your rope was open, it was crazy busy. Upstairs, downstairs. I remember upstairs, that place. downstairs. Tapas bar, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah a lot place. of plates came back. So I was like, oh, no, I can't do this. Um, and actually, a lot of people don't know um, Frank Crump. That's my cousin. Okay. He was working there at the same time. He was, uh, I think, one of the executive chefs there. And I was like, man, put me on the line. I don't, I don't, I'm tired of washing dishes. So he put me on the line. I started at Salads making salads, and it just kind of grew from there, um, working different stations and learning different techniques. This is even before school. I went to school way afterwards. What school was that? Scrafford University. Perfect. Yeah, the one in Short Pump. Sure, sure. And do you feel like that helped you to get where you are now? Um, that and just my experience and uh, my wife, she played a big part in just – just uh you know pushing my cooking ability and, and, and kind of like my career the whole time so how'd you guys meet tell me it was because he knows how to cook <laughs> well we actually met at a red light down by the train station <laughs> when cat calling from a vehicle works guys and what continue <laughs> yeah um it was late night we both went somewhere and shackle bottom the party i was with my sister he was with one of his friends and i uh, looked over he was looking at me i was looking at him and um he said where are you going i said to ihop he said all right well let's go and we ended up at the waffle house um and then rough. yeah <laughs> same idea just yellow, not blue. Yeah. <laughs> so we ate breakfast, and then um, he came back to my place, and we stayed been forever. Together forever. Was it this train station right here? Yeah, so right here, Main Street. Two blocks away mm-hmm. is where you guys met. That's beautiful. Yeah, been together eleven years. Her car was red, so it was like, I see you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what red cars mean. You're in the kitchen washing dishes at at one point in your career. Mm-hmm. Was there a love for food that made you decide oh, yeah. to, to to cook, or was it just like you just didn't want to wash dishes anymore? Yeah, I um I always had a love for food. Um, I always, when I was young, I used to watch, you know, uh, the cooking channels and, and and try to mimic what they cooked and, and 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 go to the store and buy ingredients and cook it and 
just 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 trying different stuff. So I always always was cooking. What were some of the dishes you made at home with the family? Um, like to be honest, probably like pork chops. And don't fried say pork that. Chops low. Fried pork chops. No, 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 no. <laughs> He's like, just, you know, like, she just hunkered down. You know, like, I made pork chops. Yeah, like furtively you know, looking around. Fried pork chops. You know, like lasagna. You know, basic basic stuff like that. Are there any stories um, from your childhood that stick out in the kitchen? Any memories you you have in particular? Um, like my grandmother, she used to bake like cakes all the time. So, um. Which neighborhood are we talking about? Where, what part of town? No, my my grandmother actually she lived in the country and she lived in um, in Sussex. Oh, okay. So um, she used to do. A I lot hear of, they do some great cake baking in Sussex. Yeah, yeah. She used to do a lot of um, cakes, pies, you know, stuff like that. Um, did she I teach did, you? She, or you just ate them? She, she, I, I kind of just ate them. <laughs> yeah, there's no. Just ate them. Well, you were a kid, right? So yeah, that's what, that's, I that's, a lot that's of what cakes you're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, but, you know, just, and like I said, I used to watch the Food Network channel. And, um, you know, I used to love to see what they was cooking. Did anybody else in your family cook? I mean, Frank, you said, your grandmother. Um, did anybody in your immediate family, like your mom? Yeah, my mom, she cooked too. Um, but I, I think I learned to love to cook later on in life. Um, especially after I got to getting on the line and getting in the fire, as people say, and seeing how everything worked. So that's how I came to love to cook. So, so you left Stratford, and what did you do next? Um, actually, we um, started the 2020 experience, me and my wife. Explain that to me. So the 2020 experience is basically a, uh, it's like a chef concierge service where, um, I come in with the ingredients. Well, actually, you you choose from my menu that I pick. And I come in with the pots and pans and ingredients. All I need is a stove and some plates. And I cook your dinner right in front of you and plate it up and present it to you, serve you. And I just leave and... Go, take go your stuff take and off, go home. Take my stuff and go home. Was Clean that up. mostly for, like, house parties or... Like, um. Or- Big events, small events? What Big was events, the- small events. Um, a lot of them was more intimate. So it would be like, you know, girlfriend and boyfriend, husband and wife. You know, you just want to You're try cooking dinner different. for date night? Yeah, date night. Yep. Scott, yeah. that's your new thing. I'm going to yeah. put it on the list. You know a guy. <laughs> I, I think he's kind of busy now for that. Uh, he's, he's, he is busy now. <laughs> We're getting into that in a second. He is busy no, no, now. I still, I still do it today. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I still right. do it. Yeah. Your, still do it today. I, yeah. I totally have a date I'll get his now. digits afterwards. <laughs> you, you probably should. The 2020, what does that stand for? Um, it's just um, like the perfect experience. You know, 2020 is more like your eyesight is sure. perfect. And then we just add experience with, you know, the perfect experience. How long you did have. you do that? Uh, we did that for probably, whew, we still do it today. So we started that in like 2012. Wow. I mean, yeah. I don't want you to spill too much tea about this, but any fun experiences in people's houses? Anything unusual? Like, oh, come on. Yeah, All right, yeah, let's yeah. hear about it. Come on. Yeah, give yeah. Me, okay, give I want, me one good story. Give, yeah, I need one good <laughs> I cooked for these people. You don't have to tell your name, but I love names. I mean, I, I mean, we can bleep it out, yeah, right, Roby? We, we can do cheats. <laughs> wink, yeah. wink. I mean, I, mean, I, I mean, I always tell people I cook for, you know, a lot of people think that it's like for the rich or like, you know, like it's up there in status, but you can just be a regular person and just... 
and I have that service. It's not. I want a crazy night. Tell yeah. me what happened on that a crazy night. That wasn't a story. Night. That's not a story. <laughs> <laughs> That's super diplomatic. This I is a PG-13 um, podcast, by the way. I want 1,500 lobster tails story. <laughs> well, I mean, um, one time I cooked for, um, it wasn't nobody famous or anything, but um, it was like 30 people there. <laughs> and I had to cook everything by yourself by myself yeah that's yeah. a large dinner party yeah I'm terrible at cooking for a 10 what were they eating that night do you recall uh, they were eating lobster salmon um, they was some of everything for real yeah. so nothing wild and crazy You kn- I see it in your face <laughs> no names no names will, will they know who they are if you tell the story and they listen to this Yes, now do it. <laughs> there was one time, uh, I think it was like a Monday, me and Chef were out having dinner. We, we went to have Mexican. Um, we're out eating dinner. We get to the restaurant. We're about to order our food. We got our drinks. Phone rings. <laughs> and Chef is talking, and he hangs up. He says, someone needs me to cook right now. I'm like, well, we just got here. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to tell him no. So he told him no, called him back. We order our food. Next thing, the phone rings again. (laughs) Chef says, come on, we have to go. We have to go. We have to go. So we leave. We leave the money on the table. He just guessed how much it was. (laughs) We just had to get out of there. You just threw down cash? Yes. You're eating dinner and somebody wants you to come cook dinner. Mm -hmm. So we get in the car and I'm like, chef, what is going on? He's like, listen, they just offered me a couple bands. We got to go right now. <laughs> Are you serious? So <laughs> we go to the grocery store. Chef picks up all the stuff that he needs for the reservation. We ring the doorbell. Somebody comes and buzzes us in. It was a celebrity. <laughs> it was an R&B singer. I was completely frozen. I didn't know what to do. Um, he I just, just told us there were no celebrities, and he's just oh, keeping he's his cooked client for list. several celebrities. I'm sure he has. But this one is one of our local favorites, and um, when I saw him, I just completely froze. We were like in his living room, in his kitchen, cooking dinner for him. Um, and so the whole time, I'm just standing there completely. I, I'm supposed to be helping, moving things around, and I'm just stuck. <laughs> So finally, <laughs> so finally, I think he noticed, um, and he came over, gave me a hug, and was just like, it's cool, it's cool, nice to meet you. Um, but I still was stuck for the entire reservation. <laughs> what did you cook for our local R&B? Because I know who this is now. Um, we had, like, lobster. Yeah, he had um, all seafood. He had crab seafood. claws, lobster tails, yeah. tiger shrimp, salmon, fried rice. Yeah, yeah, he had the works, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he just said, put it here. Yeah, just give me it all. So was that a big bunch of people or just a few? Um, it was like, it was probably like a few. It was probably like six people. Yeah, it's probably like six people. Yeah. You got to love a humble, under-the-radar chef that's like, I haven't cooked for any celebrities. By none, I mean like 50. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just, you know, cooking is cooking. I cook for anybody. It doesn't matter. So now you open, you said this restaurant specifically has been open three years? Yeah, we're working on three years now. 
I asked you this before we got on the podcast, but how hard is it to have a restaurant open in Chaco Bottom? Will you be really frank? No, I'm going to be really frank. It's, um, it's, It's very hard because you have to, it's so much that goes on in Chaco Bottom. And we try to like separate ourselves from that that crowd or that you know like we close at eleven, like we don't stay open late. On the weekends we close at twelve because we don't want to deal with the you know the change of crowd after twelve. So. And do you um, think there is a change of crowd after twelve? Oh yeah, definitely. It's definitely a, a change of crowd after twelve. I'm trying to think of another fine dining restaurant that has had your tenure in the last six or seven years in the bottom, and I I can't think of one. Does Millie's count? I mean, is well, Millie's just stopped doing dinner. Right. Yeah. So, and you are dinner only, right? Yeah, we are dinner only. Yeah. So I'm actually trying to think about, so who is most of your business? Um, like when you're busy, which you're busy, you have, you have to be busy to still be open. Yeah, yeah. Where, where um, do you get most of your business? Uh, I mean, to be honest, um, you know, before I started, before we started Mini Bar, we had like a huge following on social media. Um, we've done a lot on social media, media far as like um, just putting ourselves out there to everyone. Um, so a lot of a lot of people from the 2020 experience when I when I did that like full full time. Um, a lot of those people just followed and followed where I was at. And when they heard that I was actually opening an actual restaurant, they they just came on in. So let's talk a little bit more, more about your restaurant. What are some of the, the dishes that you would recommend people try if they come for their first time? Um, definitely the pasta. People love their pasta. Um, we have two pastas. We have a jerk pasta. And um, we have a Cajun pasta. People, and you can get any meat on it. You can get a lobster on it. You can get salmon on it. You can get shrimp. You can get chicken. Or you can get all four. <laughs> a lot of people like to get all at least, four. At least, I mean, at least two meats. Oh, I love it. So, what do you think he cooks the best? You know, definitely seafood. Um, yeah, he makes an amazing butter sauce, um, white wine reduction. Love that. He makes a mean steak. Everyone loves his ribeyes, his tomahawks. Definitely known for that. We had that on special last week. And um, his pastas. Yeah, yeah jerk and Cajun. Um, we have, I'm going to go on record and say we have probably the best wings in the bottom for sure. Wings? Yeah. All I get is crab, eat the crab cake. Yeah. And then lobster rolls. That's what people tell you when they come yes. here? Yes. Everybody sends me messages about his crab cake and his lobster roll, and so now what do you he's say, breaking chef? down what, the yeah. wings. What about your crab cake and your no, lobster No, I want to hear about the wings, because so, I love a good wing. We have won um, the wing festival twice in the bottom. Um, one for our um, sweet whiskey wing and our honey jerk wing. Um, we was hoping that they was coming back this year, yeah. but... No more festivals. Yeah, I, no more then festivals. I'm, yeah. I've lied. I have had his wings because I judged that festival. Oh, which so one? then you're the reason. Which one? I would, the first. Did you one. vote for uh, the first one? Yes. Okay. Did you vote for Mini Bar? I must have. Sure, you did. He has a lot of wings. That <laughs> I'm day. sure there were. <laughs> I'm sure there were. But I must have. There were five, five, six of us. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, yeah. So uh, do you have a secret for your wings? Is there a, a, a secret sauce you, you can share with us? Um, yeah, just, you know, cook them well done. Cook them? Yeah, cook them. <laughs> not season. pink. No. Not pink. I think not that's pink. the best secret. <laughs> All right. You know what? I'm not sure that's you a secret. Cook them. But okay. We'll, we'll take it. I, I actually want to circle back around because I, I'm really curious. I hear so much about how business declines in the bottom and they're really trying to revitalize it. Um, in the three years that you've been here, mm-hmm. have you seen some uptick in business? Do you continue um, to get busier? Yes, we continue to get busier. Um, we are always we always getting like new customers. Um, a lot of our customers come from like word of mouth, uh, especially with this day and age with social media and stuff. You know, people when people hear something good on social media, they think, "Oh wow, I need to try that." So, so what could they be doing? the individuals that are responsible for this downtown area to help you guys. Yes. Yes, wife. What could they be doing (laughs) here? Come on over here. (laughs) You can't see this, but he just looked to his other half to ask. She has thoughts. (laughs) You better come over here and tell them to me or I'm just going to make them up. Well, I think they should bring the festivals back. The festivals have been very beneficial in the growth of Minibar. We've gotten so many customers from that. Um, each time there's a festival out there, we're always the first to sign up and go out there and vend. And we've had nothing but positive experiences. So I don't know why, and I really don't understand why they want to move the festivals to another part of town. We want this to be the place where people come down and have a good time um, in the daytime. And we, we want it to be here. Why would we want to move it to another area? So I don't understand why the other businesses aren't supporting all that enrichment was doing to, you know, bring people down here. Each festival had a pretty large turnout, and it, and it hurt that sometimes Minibar was the only local vendor out there. So, yeah, bringing the festivals back would definitely um, increase our business. So I would bring this up in this. I don't know. You're, you're a super congenial guy, so probably not a thing for you. But as I was looking through media stuff, for you. You've been open for almost three years, and not one media outlet has come to review you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not um, not the Times-Dispatch, not Style Weekly, nope. not Richmond Magazine. And I know that you've talked to someone from Richmond Magazine because you had to, cause you had to have, um, and someone from Style because they're the only two places that I was able to find any information. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, to be honest, like, I don't really look at it as I don't know. I don't I'm I'm I don't know. I just I just we try to I don't know. We 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 never reached out to like the media outlets. Like some you know, some places when they open they'd be like, Oh, we gotta get on channel six, we gotta get on channel twelve, we gotta get all these media outlets to, you know, try to make people aware that we're open and we're, you know, doing business. But we had we never really we haven't had to not haven't had to, but we haven't done it. You shouldn't have to reach out to be reviewed. But that's my opinion, not your opinion, yeah. which I like that you think that, that that's so great. Well, I would like to say I think that they should be reviewed. What do you think, Scott? I think we should eat right now and give them our, give them our own review. Oh, <laughs> I, we are, I'm eating. 
<laughs> I'm absolutely eating. Somebody sends me another picture of a crab cake, and I'm going to eat my Folks, phone. Folks, she's salivating <laughs> on a microphone. absolutely staying. Can you tell, tell, please? <laughs> so um, we're going to wrap this up, but I would love to know where you've eaten in town and what you enjoy, because as someone who essentially grew up in the business, you know yeah. the insides and outsides of the restaurants here. Is there any place that we should be eating that we're not right now, or any place we're eating that you love? Um, we eat out a lot. Um, uh, what was your last date night? Like Chef said, we eat out all the time, sometimes three times a day. So, like today, we went to Southern Kitchen. They opened up a new location. We went there for lunch. Yesterday, um, Chef ordered Pig and Brew. We go to um, Morton's all the time. We love Morton's. Um, I'm hanging out with these guys. <laughs> I love that Pig and Brew. Yeah, we yeah. definitely love going over there. They have some really delicious barbecue. Um, we just went to a new place that opened on Broad Street. It was a barbecue place as well. Um, fatty Smokes? Fatty Smokes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that was pretty good. Same we enjoyed that. Hot Chick. Yeah. yeah. Was it yeah. good? It was really good, good. Yeah, yeah. We enjoyed yeah. that a lot. And we actually, it's another barbecue place that just opened um, right here, I think it's... Oak and Apple. Oak and apple. Yeah, that was delicious as well. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. They just opened like two owners, the same guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love going to. That's a big patio. Yeah. 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 No, no. Keep going. I want to hear it all. (laughs) No, if it gets too long, we'll edit it out. Keep going. I want to hear it all. Yeah, we like to go places where their menu is way different from ours. Um, So traditionally, we like to go to like barbecue places or steakhouses, Mm -hmm. places like that where we can get some of the things that chef doesn't normally cook. That makes sense. Yeah. I like that you guys support the restaurant industry that you work in. I think that's really admirable. Three times a day. Yeah, that's admirable. Hey, yeah. RVA, done. These are your best customers. Absolutely. Well, I gotta tell you, it has been really solid to sit across from you. Mm-hmm. Thank um, you. In all that, I actually saw the Phoenix. <laughs> maybe, we'll, maybe we will post a photo on social media of him. Maybe. You better get you better sign in autographs. I People know. are like, who is this guy? We'll Doing see. great things in the bottom. Thanks so much. All right. Thank you. Let's eat. So, Scott, I want to make sure we remind everybody that we have a contest going on. And did you hear who the celebrity was? Well, it was very it was very secretive in the uh, interview. Yeah, do you think you know? Do you think you can win the contest? It can only be one of like two or three people. So so I came up with five and then had to ask him. So it can be more than that. So All if right. you think that you know, and you probably do know, guys, please email eatitvirginia at gmail.com and let us know. Also, again, admonish Scott for his red light driving because what was he doing? So sad news, Scott. We have um, some closings that are happening here in Richmond. Restaurant closings are never a good thing in this town. But I I feel like recently there's been a spate of them. I agree. I agree. So Little Saint. I I never got a chance to go there. Lots of good vegan food. Okay. Um, It's going to be Izzy's, which is related to Uptown Deli, which Uptown Deli is not related to Lady New Orleans. I've seen a lot of talk about that. Just know that they're completely separate. And the sandwiches at Uptown Deli are Pretty good. All right. A new and sandwich place. And I can walk there from work, which is, you know, one of my keys to a good restaurant. Absolutely. And they take, I mean, I, they're pretty good. Um, Kuru, which is also vegan, mostly vegan. Um, That's a new, that place closed? That Kuru? place closed. Yep. Know. It's now going to be a Caribbean heard spot. Where is that? Um, it is d- down off of Grace. Okay. 
uh, Champion Brewing, second place, and on Gray Street that has closed. I like went to Champion room. a couple of times, but it's been a little bit. Did they were they actually serving food yet, or was it still just beer? It was just beer. They just recently got a coffee place in there, Grit Coffee. I don't even know what's going to happen to that. So that's interesting. Um, New Vegan plus Plant Baths. What happened there? A little bit of a controversy with this restaurant story. Uh, Channel 6 actually did a, a pretty big story on it a couple of weeks ago. Apparently the owner or the guy running New Vegan uh, downtown Richmond kind of left in the middle of the night and opened up a new vegan restaurant. Just fleed the spot? I guess sort of. That's what it seemed like. He opened up. He, he, he restaurant says, owner on the land? He said that he sold the restaurant to someone else. And then opened up another, I shouldn't call it New Vegan, he opened up another vegan restaurant. <laughs> Not a N-E-W vegan, right. new, a newer vegan Correct. Spot. He opened that restaurant near VCU called Plant Ba Plant Baz? Plant Baz? Baz? B-A-Z. Baz. Baz. And, <laughs> which is great and all, except I think he's being accused of taking all the recipes from New Vegan to open up his the other restaurant. And then not paying his old... So he hoisted recipes, opened a new spot, and left the other spot just chilling? Allegedly. Ah. Yes. The word allegedly is very important here. Allegedly. Yes. So the new vegan folks, when Channel 6 contacted them, because the employees were upset because they weren't getting paid and they didn't know how to reach... I can see how that the, would be pissed owners, off. Mm -hmm. uh, new, new vegan is, like a, I guess, a chain maybe based... I think it is. There's four of them. Okay. So they basically were saying, we have no idea what you're talking about. We don't know about this new restaurant. We don't know about this sale, this alleged sale that happened to a new owner. And I saw on Instagram today that New Vegan is reopening. Not the newer vegan. Oh, Jesus. The plain so old new vegan. Yes. In you. Yes. Is it's reopening in the same spot where it was. With different recipes? <sighs> I have no idea. Pro right. Probably not. Probably the same recipes. Well, I wish... Both of those vegan restaurants, good luck. And someone else I wish good luck to as we close out this podcast today. I don't know if everybody knows him, but he's one of our favorite radio dudes. And he is leaving to go to Philly. So Cam Cooper, Cam versus food. I've done a lot of stuff with Cam. I'll be sad to see him go, but... He's headed up to Philly to be a part of the Big radio time. one up there. I know, Major right? market. That's like a top five market. That's huge. Uh, I mean, have you listened to Cam on of the course. radio? He's pretty solid. I met him in person, too. He's a and great guy. He's a real good dude. So good luck and Godspeed to you, Cam. And when you get up there, we'd love to hear about the food. And when you come back, we'd like you to what, Scott? Eat it, Virginia. This episode of Eat It Virginia was brought to you by your locally owned and operated McDonald's restaurants. National First Responders Day is October 28th. Show your first responder ID for a free sandwich. This has been a production of the Tribune Audio Network.